We are so glad that you have tuned in and you have joined us for this time of worship. Now with COVID-19 and the circuit breaker, most of us, if not all of us, have been on stay at home and work at home mode. And we have been with our families 24 hours a day for the last couple of months. For some of us, they have been great months. For some of us, they could have been trying months. But I guess for most of us, it's a mixture of both. There have been great times with our family, and there have been trying times with perhaps some of them too. And so today, I want to talk about the family. And I would like to share with you six thoughts about the family based on the acronym FAMILY. And because I have six thoughts that I want to share with you, I will have to be brief and hope that as you reflect on them, you will be able to get something out of them that will help enhance your family life. And so if you will, join me in prayer right now. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you that we can come together to worship you. We thank you that wherever we may be, you are with us. We are not alone. We want to thank you too for our families. And we want to pray that Lord, as we worship you together, you will bless us, bless our families, and grant that your Holy Spirit will teach us from your word that, Lord, our family life may be enhanced. And so this is our prayer as we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so the first thing I want to share with you today as we think about the family, as we think about the acronym F-A-M-I-L-Y, is this. The first word in family is F, the first letter is F, and F stands for favor. When we think of the family, our family, I believe, is a blessing from God. The Bible, Genesis chapter 2 verse 18 says, The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And so the Bible tells us God made Adam. Adam had everything going for him. And yet, there was something that was lacking. He was alone. He had no one to share his life with. And God made a helper and blessed Adam with a wife. Friends, when you think about your husband or your wife, I want you to know that the Bible describes your spouse as a blessing from God. And so if you are married, and if your husband or wife is sitting next to you, why don't you put your arm around him or her, give the person a hug, and just tell that person, you are a blessing from God. That is true. And this is true also for our children. Psalm 127 verse 3 tells us, Children are a heritage from the Lord offspring a reward from him. And so if you do have children, I want you to know that your children too are God's favor upon you. They are 
blessings given by God. And so if your children are next to you, how about you put your children, put your arm around your children, give them a hug also, and tell them, you are a blessing from God. Friends, I do believe our families are blessings from God. And I want to praise God for our families. Even though our families may not be perfect, the truth is this, the family is a blessing from God. I want to praise God that during this COVID-19, we've had many opportunities to fellowship with our husband, our wife, our children, and that has been true for me too. I've never had so many, so many meals with my family members, getting to know them deeper, their aspirations, how they feel at a time like this. And this has been a great blessing for me. And so one good takeaway from being cooped up at home has been the opportunity for family time and to appreciate my family. Now the second letter in the acronym is A. And that is accept one another. Now even though families are a blessing from God, we all know that living together can sometimes be trying, isn't it? And as such, Scripture gives us guidance. And one of the guidance from Scripture is this from Romans chapter 15, verse 7. It says, Accept one another, thus then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. God has given us families, and families are a blessing. But the truth is this, sometimes living in a family can have trying occasions. And so the scripture gives us advice about how we can cultivate family life. And one of them is this, accept one another. One of the realities in families is we are all different, isn't it? Yes, family is a blessing, but because we are different, it can be trying sometimes. It is sometimes said that uh, children are a chip of the old block, just like one of their parents. But in reality, we are not clones. We are all very different from one another, isn't it? And on top of that, many of us have areas in our lives where we may at times be such a blessing and at times be so difficult. I remember... There was one time when my son uh, did something wonderful. He, he blessed my wife in an amazing way. And she was so happy, she said, Oh, he's such an angel. And the truth is, sometimes uh, my son can be really an angel, a blessing. Then another day, he did something that really offended her. And she said, Oh, I can't stand him. I can't stand him. No, there are times when, if we look at ourselves, when we see all the good things in us, you know, we can be like angels. But the truth is, sometimes our behavior is just like the devil, isn't it? There's a little bit of both in us. We all have our imperfections, and the Lord is in the process of changing us day by day. And the scripture encourages us, accept one another. Friends, as we live together in family, family is a blessing from God. Family is God's favor. But the truth is, 
there can be trying times. And when things get difficult, when we see differences, when there's tensions, we need to remember to accept one another, know that we are all going through different stages of growth and we are not perfect yet. In fact, one thing we can do to help us better accept each other and even appreciate one another is try to see the good in one another rather than focus on a negative. And so if you like to have a family exercise at home, perhaps during lunch or dinner while everyone is seated around the table, you can do this exercise. Just turn to one family member next to you and think of one good thing you appreciate of that person. And tell that person how much you appreciate him or her. And then the person goes on and go in a circle. And I trust as we express appreciation, as we focus on the positive things in each one's life, I trust that God will help us to cultivate relationships, be more positive with one another and help us accept and appreciate each other. Can you do that? Amen. Now the third letter is M. When you think of M, I'm thinking of managing our emotions. Managing our emotions. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. That is, if any of you is upset with someone, bear with the person, forgive the person, even as Christ has forgiven us. You know, friends, with COVID-19 and circuit breaker, the truth is this, our stress points have increased quite significantly, isn't it? It is said, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And there's some truth in it. When we go to work and are away from our families, we think about our wife, we think about our children, we miss them. And after a long day of work, we look forward to getting out of the office, going home, seeing our husband, our wife, our children. And when we see our children, we give them a hug and say, I miss you or I love you or something like that. And when I think about myself, when I'm at work, I have my private space. No one bothers me. And when I'm at work, my wife has her private space. I'm not at home to bother her. And this is true for my children too. When they, when my adult children go to work, they are away from us. We are all dispersed and we look forward to coming home. But with COVID-19, we are all cooped up at home and we have to work from home. There's suddenly a greater danger of tensions rising up. We are at close quarters 24 hours a day. As a result, we may intrude into each other's space. When we keep seeing each other day in and day out, our quirks somehow get more glaring and they can become more irritating. So much so that recently in the newspapers last month, there was an article with the headline, When Parents Morph Into Monsters. And right there at the bottom of the picture was a description, Stay Home Measures 
have increased parental stress in many ways, causing some to lose their cool and lash out at their children. Friends, I believe that is true. Being cooped up at home has caused an increase in stress in all of our lives. At a time like this, there is a tremendous need to manage our emotions and our responses to one another, especially when we get irritated and upset with one another. We need more patience. We need more forbearance. And that is why Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other, forgive one another, if any of you has a grievance against someone. Friends, I believe the scripture is calling us to cultivate patience, forbearance with one another. That all our frustration, our stress will not overwhelm us. And I believe this is also a time when we need to watch with our coping mechanisms. When something happens to us, how do I react? This is a time where we may need to watch what is going on in our emotions. If you need to take a deep breath, take a deep breath. Take time out. Talk to someone. If you feel pressed down, you feel overwhelmed, if you need to talk to someone, the pastors are still available. Give us a call. Write us. Our counsellors are also available. They are here to help you cope with any stress that you may be facing at home. Whatever it is, whatever we do, we need to cultivate the awareness of how we are feeling each day and manage our emotions and responses. Do not let our frustrations overcome us. And so that's the third thing, manage our emotions. Now the fourth thing is this, I stands for interest. Take an interest in one another. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 and 4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Paul is laying out a principle here. We are not just to look after ourselves, but to look after one another. In short, look out for one another. The truth is, families do care for one another, isn't it? We care for our siblings, we care for our parents, we care for our children, and so on. But the truth is this, when we are under stress, we have work to do, we are feeling frustrated, we can get caught up with how we feel and become insensitive to each other. Have you ever felt like that before? Actually, last week, uh, it was a rather busy week for me. It was a rather stressful week. And I noticed I was getting a bit angsty. And I was getting a bit mean to those around me. That's right. I can get mean too. And I found I needed to pause, take a deep breath, remind myself, not get lost in my own world. I needed to remind us myself to be sensitive to others, 
nor to take things out at those around me. By the same token, sometimes our family members too may feel angsty. They may feel a little overwhelmed under the weather. Perhaps they are going through some challenging moments. Friends, I believe the scripture is telling us, take an interest in them. Find out how you can help. And so if you notice someone in your family that is behaving out of character, perhaps they need you to come alongside them and give them some support. On a practical level, perhaps taking an interest in each other may mean praying for your family members that God may give them His peace. It may be making space for each other to cope with their stress. Stay away from one another. Give them room to work and be themselves. It may mean getting their favorite food just to encourage them. Make them a cup of coffee. Do something nice. You know, when my wife sees me stressed, she tries to be nice. In fact, just the other day, she had a piece of cake and she shared her slice of cake with me after I had eaten my own slice. And you can see I'm putting on weight. Little things we do for one another can help us better cope during this period of added stress at home. And so I want to encourage us all, let's watch out for one another. Let's do little things to help one another. Let's take an interest in how the other is doing. Now the next two points have to do with God coming by us to help us. And so the fifth letter is L and it stands for love. The Bible, Colossians 3, verse 13 and 14 says this, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Friends, earlier we noted that we needed to manage our emotions bear with and forgive one another. And that is what we noted in verse 13. But the next verse, the Apostle Paul is saying, as we work out, uh, work on cultivating these virtues, he's saying, put on love. Why? Because love will bind them together and will help us keep practicing them. Love is an important characteristic. It is when we love that we are motivated, that we are willing to do whatever we can to bless one another. And friends, the truth is this. Sometimes things can get out of hand at home, isn't it? A blow-up takes place. We get hurt. What do we do? Oh, I know. I need to accept others. That's what Pastor Edmund said. Bear with and forgive one another. Take an interest. But I don't feel like doing any of these. In fact, all I want is to lash out, give him a piece of my mind. What is it that's going to keep me not doing that? What is it that's going to keep me to keep doing the thing, the right thing that I'm supposed to do? I tell you what, it is the love of God 
in our hearts so that regardless of how we feel, we will do the right thing. You see, love is more than just how a person feels. It's not just what I feel like doing. Love is a commitment to do the right thing. And Jesus is our example of what love is. He didn't feel like going to the cross, but He went to the cross, He suffered and died because He loved us, He was committed to saving us, and He was willing to pay the price and do it for us. Love is self-giving. Love is self-denying. Love does what is needed, regardless of how a person feels. And the truth is this, friends, it is hard to love this way, isn't it? Well, in a sense, this is a reminder for us to stay close to the Lord because it is the Lord who teaches us and enables us to love our families this way. In fact, Romans 5, 5 says this, God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom He has given us. When we accepted Christ, God came into our lives. He poured out His love. He allowed His love to flow out of us so that we can love the way God loves. Galatians 5 verse 22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love. It is the Holy Spirit who teaches us, who enables us to love this way. And friends, if I am going to be a blessing to my family, if I'm going to be accepting, appreciating, if I am going to be someone who takes an interest in them, I'm going to manage my emotions and bless them regardless of how I feel, I need to maintain my walk with God. Because how I maintain my walk with the Lord will affect how I respond to my family. And so I want to encourage you, friends, at this time, Maintain your walk with the Lord. Do not neglect your quiet time. Spend time with the Lord. Do your daily devotions. Talk to the Lord, for the Lord cares for you. And that leads me to the final point that I want to share with you. The why in family. Why stands for yes and amen. That is to say, God is with us and He will help us as we seek to do the right thing and to be a blessing to our family. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says this, For no matter, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through Him, the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Friends, what the scripture is basically saying is that the Lord has given us many promises. And to every promise He has given, we respond with yes and amen because He will do it. Friends, when you are going through a challenge, a difficulty in your life, God gives us the promise in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is sufficient for you. When you are not sure about how to respond to a situation at home, James chapter 1 verse 5 gives us a promise. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. The point is, God is with us as we journey with our families. 
He has given us many promises. He has given us the assurance that He will be with us in this journey. There may be trials. We may need God's help. The Lord will be there with us. We are not alone in this journey of faith. And so friends, if you encounter any difficulties, if you find any challenge in trying to be the best you can for your family, just walk with God, seek God, pour it out to God, and the Lord will be there to help you. I remember in my earlier married life, I remember uh, there was once when I had a quarrel with my wife. And I went off to work and it was time to be going home and I dread going home. I dread going home to an angry wife. And I was remember I was driving my car and I was heading home and I was getting home and I was praying, Oh God, please help me. I don't want to go home to a cold war. I don't want to go home to see this thing escalate and become worse. And I was saying, God, I need your help. I need your mercy. Please help me. And as I reached home, I walked through the door and I saw my wife. Praise God, she had calmed down by then. We managed to sit down, have a frank discussion and were able to amicably resolve the tension. The point is this, friends. There will be tensions in our families. There will be challenges. There will be trials. But the Lord who gave us favor by giving us our husband, our wife, our children will not abandon us. He will journey with us. He will help us. When we face challenges, we can reach out to Him. We can pour it out to Him. And the Lord will come by us and He will help us that we may be a blessing to our families. And so friends, family is a blessing from God. God has blessed us with what we have and we want to thank God for what we have. If you do face any challenges, do talk to God, do commit it to God and I'm sure God will do all it takes to bless your family, that your family can shine for God and be a blessing to not only one another but to the community where God has put you in so that the name of Jesus may be glorified. Can you say Amen? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for our families. We want to thank you for all that you have given to us. We thank you for our husbands. We thank you for our wives. We thank you for our children. We thank you for what we have. Lord, we know that our family may not be perfect, but they are beautiful. And so we praise you and give you thanks. Help us, Lord, have that grace that comes from above so that we can grow from strength to strength. We can shine for you and each one of us be a blessing one to another. This is our prayer, O God, in Jesus' name. Amen.